entire golfing. What up, everybody? This is episode six of the Higher Golfing Podcast. Welcome. I'm here with Alexandra Underhill. Hello who, there. Uh, is getting famous because she is the voice of the Higher Golfing intro right oh. here, live in person, <laughs> That's ladies right. and gentlemen. <laughs> Like what? How's it going, Alexandra? Hey, it's good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you so much for helping christen my brand new space with this podcast. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, it's a pretty sick pad you got here for sure. It's a <laughs> uh, pretty big, wide open. It's like a, it seems like a like a like an art studio more than it does an apartment. Thank you. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, it's cool. It's we live with a bunch of artists and creators and builders and makers and and then uh, Jeff, who's a nurse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you also do a lot of art yourself, right? That's kind of how you get by, I think. I do. I'm a performer, actress, and author. Um, still dancer, circus performer, costumer. Wait, Raw wait, food wait, chef. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Say that. It was still dance. Still. Still dancer, circus performer. Oh, okay. And raw food chef. Right on. As well, I have a book out called Alternation, and it's about recycled clothing and how to take your clothes apart and put them back together and create your own style before you just dump it off at the um, Goodwill. Um, and then, yeah, I live here in L.A. with you, you know, in the same city. We live together. Um, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to insinuate we live together, but we live in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, So you have to do a million things to survive here. But one of my um, big things is I have a line of um, clothing that is made out of recycled men's ties. And it's called Xanadu Designs. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, you make some pretty badass stuff, I gotta say. Thank you, thank you. And you can check all that out like online, right? Yeah, artofzan.com. Art of Zan, spelled with an X, right? Art of Zan, X-A-N. A R T O F X A N um dot com or artofzan at gmail dot com. Yeah, it's um some pretty uh like I said, badass stuff. And you sell it at like art shows and like mm, we just or, had the Pasadena art walk this past weekend. What is the date today? <laughs> today jeez, I think it's the well now it's the eighth. So we had it the fourth and fifth, so this past Saturday and Sunday. Nice. Um and um, but I do a little bit of vending. I have an Etsy shop, but mostly I do commissions and then word of mouth. Right on. Yeah. So, I mean, those, uh, like the things that you make sell for quite a bit, right? They like sell, you get, you get like a hundred bucks pot, like. Well, I'd sell these sell bags for 60 and then yeah. the, um, bustles are the, are really high priced $400 because there's so much work that goes into them. Yeah, I mean, all this stuff looks like it's got tons. No, of and a lot of it I try and keep reasonably priced, but um, and it's all recycled out of it's yeah, all upcycled and recycled, and it's post-consumer ties, so they have to be used first. Because hmm. my thing is, <clears throat> I feel like my purpose on this planet is to take what's here and make it better. So that's what my book is all about. You know, taking what you've got and then c- creating what you want out of it. But the the um, the men's ties, I'm trying to um, invite people to wear ties every which way, but as a noose. Hmm. You know, the noose represents the whole corporate world. And so I kind of like the idea of giving an inherently masculine object, such as ties, a beautiful and sexy feminine twist. Hmm. Do you ever think about using nooses as clothing <laughs> design? That might be. No, but I love the art of rope. And ropes mm. and knotting, like shibori. That's really beautiful. The monkey fist was always my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? It looks cool. No, I haven't, but there's... Um, it's no. like some sailor's knot, I think. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I saw it in a museum a long time ago. thought it was cool. Monkey fists. No, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, we should Google it. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> the computer's too far away. 
<clears throat> well, right on. And so uh, you mm-hmm. must have pretty sweet Burning Man gifts. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's where the idea was birthed. I had a boyfriend from England, and I wanted to make him a burner outfit that was very classy and like um, just proper. So that's where I, I got the idea for the men's tie um, uh, collar, the loopy collar, mm-hmm. and then attaching it to a vest, a men's vest. It's for, that, it, for that classy section of Burning Man. <laughs> you know where they have like tables and chandeliers and absolutely <laughs> absolutely i think it's sponsored by krug champagne right krug is that how you pronounce it what the burning man swanky part i don't know do you don't remember oh. there was like they shot like a commercial out there yeah, or something yeah. and everyone was all mad i i think it might have been Krug. i don't know how to pronounce it properly but the I, k brand yeah okay i think it's krug or something like that i don't know I don't know. That's another thing we could research too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we gotta, we but it's actually list. the middle of the night, yeah. Yep. And we're, we're busting this out. You know, and so um, also you went on the darkroom retreat. That's another thing that uh, is yeah. slightly out of the ordinary. <laughs> it's not. It's not really ordinary. You're, you're not a very ordinary person, I would say. <laughs> no, very. You not know, to ordinary. get to make your living off of recycle like recycling things and making pretty sweet stuff if you check it out online it's uh definitely pretty radical stuff yeah definitely definitely and then so this darkroom retreat so like yeah so darkroom describe yeah describe it from like the ground up like what so okay i heard of uh, so all we know right now it's a it's in a room allegedly and then the room is most likely dark (laughs) And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but and don't you retreat. Confused, but yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's so you retreat to a dark room. Absolutely. So it's in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It's um, called the Dark Room Retreat with Jazz Muheen, um, but it's on Montauk Chia's sacred grounds of Thai of the Thai uh, Tao Garden in Sin Chiang Mai, northern Chiang Mai, and um, you they. You spend ten, nine days. Um, you begin at night and then end during the day. So that's nine nights technically, but ten days um, in darkroom retreat. And it's dark, dark, dark. It's, you can't even see your hand in front of you. And you fast. And you yeah, they block out all the windows, right? They block out the windows of this um, space, which is where Montauk Chia practices a lot of qigong and leads qigong workshops so there's a beautiful portal of pure balanced energy um helping to amplify the whole darkroom experience but you spend 10 days in the dark you fast you meet four times a day for the first six days and then the last three days you uh only meet three times a day jasmine leads it and you learn how to, um, well, you learn the deepest sense of yourself um, on many levels. Being in complete darkness, um, you can feel everything. You're, you, uh, well, first of all, you have certain points that you go through. So the first three days are when your mind is thinking about everything that it can think about. And then it finally gets tired after the third day. And then you have this very interesting thing that happens. Um, Because of the extended darkness, there is a melatonin rush that happens on about the the fourth day. And you start to feel your different sides of your brain vibrate. And and, um, I don't even know what the word is. You can feel them working and and so on the fourth day for me um the right side of my brain was was activating and then on the fifth day it was the left side of the brain and so when the melatonin the extended darkness inspires your body to release melatonin and then your right and your left hemispheres of your brain uh balance as well there's a inspiration for the body to release dmt so you get this very interesting almost strobe light effect behind your eyes when you know you're in complete darkness but you have these light these light angles coming shooting in from like the right or the left side of your 
eyes. It's the strangest thing. And then you have this flickering. And I was just, we were just re-listening to um, a recording of me and my two roommates uh, talking about our experience on the last night. And we were talking about this yeah, eye where, flickering. Where were they from? They, it sounded like they had interesting accents. <laughs> yeah, um, I had two roommates, Valeria. from t- She was Russian, but she lived in Phuket, Thailand. And then um, this other goddess from Italy. Um, I'm forgetting her name right now. And it was like, wasn't there like 40-something people that were there? There were 44 people there. So there were four rows of 11 um, mats. Did you bump into each other a lot? <laughs> occasionally yeah you did not a lot but occasionally okay but w- so the idea was that you come in the first night mm-hmm. and there are lights on for five hours so you're able to come in and see where your um, your little apartment it was a building with condos it was a, a square building and around all the edges on the first and second floor were condos so you were assigned a different room with uh, with or without roommates and you all got to go there five hours early so that you could choreograph where your mat was you choose a mat how to get from your mat to your room and then how to get to your from your room to your mat and then how to get to the water to the juice whatever you might need hmm. stairs how to know where the stairs are oh yeah and there's no food right no food this and fasting. no food this whole time you're fasting fasting it's so hardcore it's like, amazing. What did and you it eat? Totally what was the amplifies. last meal you ate before you went in? Were you like, I better eat a ton of food? Like, <laughs> no, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, I was eating uh, salad at that point. I think salad and um, a lot of chia, chia seeds and juice, oh. and uh, training my stomach. But I did a whole bunch of healing. See the, the beautiful thing about doing an intense retreat like this at Tao Gardens is Tao Gardens is an internationally renowned healing center. So while I was there, I was able to do all sorts of cleansing, uh, um, liver cleanse, colon cleanse, blood cleanse, um, all sorts of massages and organ uh, massage and just amazing stuff. So that amplified the fact that when you do all that stuff, you're not hungry. So you, you need your body, like your body wants days where it just doesn't want to have to work at all. And most of your digestion, like 80% of your energy from your body goes to digestion. So that's why, you know, mm. that's why you, you don't fast. I mean, that's why you fast so that your body is able to really retreat and um, be as uh, pure and um, uh, clean and and low, like as most efficient and effective that it can, you can be in that nine days is the, uh, to optimize that is to fast hmm. and then but in even to optimize the fasting is to do all the cleansing before so that's what i did wow yeah but still it's hardcore that's yeah i know i'm no a big nerd there. i'm a big nerd because i love to go into retreat for silence like i've done two vipassanas and this and that's what led me to this darkness retreat from the first time i heard it i wanted to do it but i did two vipassanas before this and i'm What's that? vipassana is the um Dhamma, D-H-A-M-M-A dot org is the website for that. But <clears throat> there's different centers around the world where you go for 10 days and you are in complete silence and you meditate 10 hours a day. 10 uh, days? Yeah, that's but the thing. thing is, is that you leave um, with donation. It's donation only. So you go there and you spend 10 days because somebody has paid for you and you go through um, a course there um and you're mm-hmm. led by an indian guru but um it's very it's very neutral it's very just all encompassing and uh it's beautiful but there was always something missing for me because it wasn't enough 10 days in silence wasn't enough for me but then when you had the darkness oh with jazz Mahin's leader leadership oh my goodness guidance it's um it just makes it you go deeper into your cellular into your cells and you and then also Jasmine has this these amazing techniques where she walks you through a series of meditations through those nine days and you begin talking to your cells and talking to your organs and practicing a lot of the um, inner smile and um, Montauk Chia's um, Tao practices we reference a lot of those um, the six healing sounds the uh, uh, the inner smile um, all sorts of the the purple lavender oh my goodness i'm not remembering well anyway montauk chia amazing has amazing work and we referenced a lot of that for qigong 
because what's better to do when you're in darkness and in silence and optimizing your frequency is qigong. So qigong, qigong yeah, the, that's um, you. You being in the martial arts should know what that is. But you, no. Nope. Like I said, I just did uh, kind of that. Hey, bring your kid to karate class, karate, oh, right. and then that's like. Right. Yeah. Try and break a block. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of his books right up there. Montauk Chia, Cultivating Male Sexual Energy. Yeah, that's a good one. I kind of flipped through that one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, but he has a lot of the practices he references, the same ones that we use. It's all, it, it's it's out there kind of stuff, but it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's ancient. It's actually ancient. Huh. Yeah, many thousands of years. Yeah, all I mean, that the Chinese stuff knew what like they were that. doing when they were figuring these things out anyway yeah so that's what I just did um, the the dark room but I'm a big nerd because I love to go into to um, retreat but but again the, the the darkness just amplifies everything so that was it for me so from Vipassana into darkness um, now I that's my this is not my favorite thing because I mean man we live in the city this city drives you you drives oh, yeah. you almost to suicide so I do things like that to balance out living in the city you know yeah, this this city definitely is uh, fast paced. Cutthroat. Yeah, cutthroat. It's a hustle, you know. Oh yeah. It's definitely a hustle. So you kind know, of it's place. a hard hustle. So yeah. you gotta work hard, play hard. You work hard, retreat hard. <laughs> yeah. Work hard, or you know, like hustling equals deep retreat to maintain balance. I don't think I've ever retreated. I think really, burning, you've never I done anything. Burning Man. Burning Man is a like retreat. A it's a, a retreat. definitely a spiritual experience. Yeah. So how many years hey, have you been? I've been ten years. Ten how many years have you been? Years. God damn. I've been five. Five. So, um, okay. How did you? How did you um, get into Burning Man? How did you how first did hear about it? How did first you first hear about it? What was, first drove you there? So I lived with these dudes in Tahoe, and. Um, I would go back. They were from Santa Rosa, mm -hmm. California. And so I, th I went back with one of my homies and we were kicking it at, at his trailer park. Like, at his, like. Wait, the ones I saw in the video? Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. kicking it at his place and uh, kicking it in a hot tub. And his sister was like, oh, you got to go to this festival called Burning Man. And like, she I went to the a hot Wheels tub right of now, Time dude. one or something like that. So it was like, this was like, oh, Four oh three, and so she she was like a core burner you know she went like back in the day like 2001 2002 2000 i don't know like somewhere around then 2000 and so she was telling us it's about it year. and i was like and she's just like oh there's all these no, naked people it's crazy no well 86 right it was oh what what was your first year mine was 2000 Ooh, what was the theme I don't even remember. All I know is that I was Giggsville. I camped in Giggsville for four years because huh. the people that that brought me there, my sister, uh, my dear friend Allison Cohen, she was like, "You have got to come to this. I'm buying your ticket. You are coming. You're camping with me." And she made me go. And I was like, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." And then it was it was like glamping in the desert and and <laughs> glamping. It That's was it camping was totally with lots of glam. Glam. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't not be here." And I felt like it was yeah. the revolution. I felt like it was the revolution when that's I first went. That's funny. That's exactly. And now all of these burners are now for Bernie Sanders, who is creating another revolution. So that's interesting. Yeah, but it looks like Hillary got the nod. Mm. Let's even skip the politics because I don't even want to go in that direction. Really, you don't want to talk about Donald Trump and how great uh -huh. he is for the country? Uh, no, because the whole thing is a charade. Isn't it crazy? I'm it's kinda, a, it's, it's like theater. Scary. It's theater. Yeah, Doesn't but it's matter. like theater that like controls like public policy. <laughs> I know it. That's so, what's so crazy. That's, that's why what... it doesn't. Even, it feels like you can vote as much as you want and try and rig the votes or create whatever, but it doesn't seem like it matters because whoever. I know. They, it's How did, just, who they are picked these the people that are anyway. voting for these people? Like it's just weird. No, it's all rigged. I think. But anyway, let's keep on to to a healthier subject. We started off great. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the dark. So you were just getting into the dark room, like with, uh, like you were like these search around for five hours, make, like, did you like count your paces off, like seventeen steps to the bathroom this way? Yeah, I had eleven had, like, balloons set up too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you have, uh, like, picture a square, and then you have two rows of 
11 mats each. So 22 mats with a center lane which with with a piece of tape on it. And then um, on the other side there were two rows of mats. And uh, at each one, at one end um, the entrance had the entrance had oh is that, is that affecting bit. it? A little bit. Okay. I think. Um, the entrance was covered because you go into a space you stay there for nine days. So where the exit and the entrance was, there were tables for juice and water. At the opposite side of that, so if you walked in through the entrance, went straight, you'd go up the stairs to the second floor. Stairs had to be tricky to deal with. The st- yeah, the but <laughs> not really, not really. Um, but you had balloons in front of the water stations, the juice station, and the stairs, so that when you get there, you know where you are as okay. a point of reference. So those would be the four points, and. Um, um, I counted, so I had uh, I had ten steps from my mat to the to the base of the stairs, and then you go up the stairs, and then it was twenty two steps to my room. But after a while, you I only counted the the steps from the mat to the stairs because everything else was just sensorial. And then I would do, and then I my room was on the second floor. So one of the meditations, because your body when you cleanse your body through fasting, your most of your um, Joints and ligaments hold most of the toxins. That's why as you get older, you're, you start not to be as flexible. So as you fast, your body is releasing these toxins and you start to get flexible and strong. And if you're an athlete like I am, um, you feel really feel the difference and it activates your body. So you can't just sit or lay all day. So I <laughs> developed a, <clears throat> a workout, <clears throat> a little workout routine, but I would also, as a walking meditation, Upstairs, you can walk around in a square, um, feeling the handrail, and you could just do like rounds of walking while mm-hmm. you're freeing your mind. And then you'd walk backwards, and then you'd switch sides, and then, and then I ended up our room was in a corner, so I'd pull off and do my sit-ups and push-ups and stretching and this and that. Um, but anyway, that's another effect of of fasting and retreating. But the darkness made you feel when you stretched; you felt yourselves you felt a different level of of flexibility but on a cellular level on a cellular level but i yeah i can imagine like because you're not taking in the visual input so it's like all it is or the distractions because you know when you're when you even when you're meditating like i was comparing vipassana which is in light um to the darknesses it just amplifies everything and you know like you picture static like on the TV, mm-hmm. you felt, you could feel, you could feel that all the way down to your DNA and you could have a clear conversation with your DNA. I know it sounds crazy to probably a lot of your listeners, but <laughs> and I don't know how to explain it any deeper, but when you, if you're a meditator and you feel, and you, you know your energy of your body and your different frequencies and the levels of that, I guess that would be equal to when you're in love or when you're just really, um, something just rocked your world and your your amp your energy is zinging and amplified that's how it is all the time hmm. but not in a way that makes you need to like be breathing hard or whatever it's it's a, a bright like your breathing is very m- slow and calm but your energy is zinging you know you can feel when you're breathing like and this also will reference on the last day when you first walk outside after nine days of of darkness yeah because that is a trip but when you're in the darkness starting from like the beginning of the first day as you progress towards the ninth day you're getting more and more and more zing and more clarity and more weird dreams and also people would come up from the past like I haven't thought about them in years and 20 years or something and they would come in my dream or I would think of them and, and that's another thing is when you're in complete darkness what's the difference between dreaming and wake it's very interesting that transition because <clears throat> wow, yeah. because it was a flicker of my pineal gland. It was like the flicker of that gland in the center of your head hmm. where the DMT is released. And it would be so fascinating to wake up because you'd fall, you'd go in and out of sleep on your mat. And the only way like that, that transition <laughs> point was a little flicker in your pineal gland. It was so crazy. Yeah. Like when you wake up and open your eyes, you still don't see anything. <laughs> exactly. 
still like your eyes. But are you're closed. still, but you're hallucinating because of the DMT release. <laughs> really? So yeah, that's what's so crazy is you start to get these visions, and then you get so lost in your visions, like you know when you're sitting there daydreaming and your eyes fog out or fall back. Easy. Well, when you do that in darkness, it just you're you get these weird swirls of color, and these rainbow colors swirling, and different eye shapes and sacred geometries and it, it's so crazy so so that brings me to like when you walk out of darkness for the first time in nine days it is so incredible like the colors are so bright and the greens are so green and we were of course in <clears throat> in the jungles of thailand so you could smell i mean it was such a deep rich smell you could feel the like feel what you're seeing <laughs> you could feel the the butterflies you could feel you could you could it's almost like you know after you come down from tripping on something you you're you can feels like you're breathing through your skin and there's just like this heated uh zinging element to your perception of reality mm -hmm. that's exactly how it was but it was all natural Damn. you know because of the nine days it's just the the extended darkness it inspires well, your that, body like, to release overwhelming all visual stimulant like absolutely sight is like the main main stimulant you know like most people like that that's like the you know you look you know yeah yeah, yeah. it's not like you like you look at everything you don't like taste everything or <laughs> yeah so you when you take everything, that like you but you do look at everything like you it's well like you're overloaded by that yeah you know? exactly so you take that away for that long and yeah and your other senses are overwhelmed. What and was the first thing you incredible. ate? Was that like incredible? It was. I had a shot of wheatgrass mm. and then <laughs> a um, latte. <laughs> All right, coffee. I totally, oh, yeah, that was the go. only thing. That was the only thing I was craving. I know it sounds horrible, but it. So, it what was like the first solid food so thing good. you ate? Uh, coconut meat. Mm. No, All it's right. lovely. It's so rich. Um, and then fruit. Okay. Yeah, anything That's else was well. too heavy. Yeah, you have to start off with water. So I think watermelon was my very... No, it's always been chia. Chia seeds are so uh, gentle and nutrient-rich. I had chia seed juice and then watermelon. And I believe... Uh, I think that was it. And then I then the next meal... I go from mango. I felt like having soup. No, you don't want to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't have mango. Uh -huh. We had papaya. That's what Ooh, I... That's papaya and um, watermelon. That's what I love about LA is all those little like uh, little carts that sell the fruit on the corners. Oh, they're so good! Like there's yeah. these Spanish people, mm -hmm. probably Mexican, but uh, they um, have these little carts and they have like just tons of like big pineapples and mangoes and already cut all up kinds and ready. Of stuff. To eat. Well, no, they they cut them up when you order it. Yeah, they like cut it all up. Super and then, fresh. I know it sounds crazy to anybody not living in LA or Mexico. But then they put all of this like lime juice all over it, all right. and then like chili powder. Yeah, or chili powder. Chili powder <laughs> on the fruit is so good. I, I don't like. Oh my gosh! Well, I see. I only go a little bit. I have to tell them a little bit because uh -huh. if you just let them go buck wild, they will yeah, go buck they'll, wild they'll for cover sure. That. Yeah, yeah. They just like dump half of a canister of chili powder in there. Yeah, but that's so good for your circulation. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and it's right only on. like five bucks. Right on, but that's for like a yeah. fat bag of fruit. That's handy. And that's like anywhere in LA. Like, mm -hmm. I don't yep. think a lot of people know about that. No, unless they know travel the world. In, a lot of people know about In-N-Out Burger. Not a lot in of people know Burger. about the fruit. Yeah, I can't do that anymore. <clears throat> really? Every once had, in a while. Every once in a while. I haven't had one in a while. The line is too long. <laughs> Fuck waiting in that line. I know, right? Well, if you, what do you do? Drive through or you walk in? Drive through. Dude, I mean, sometimes just walk, walk in. Sometimes it's so much easier. Every time. I've, I've done drive through twice and I lost my patience, so. Oh, it is brutal. You yeah. wait for so long. Dude, I think In N Out hours. Burger is the only fast food chain that like creates traffic wherever it is. Dude, that's right. There's like serious. That's like, right because you know the one that I um that is I I can't go to because I can never find a fucking parking place is the one, on uh uh, it's over by you. Um, Sunset. The one on Sunset is murder. Oh, dude, right near um Hollywood High, right? Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, there's two. Because the other one is off the 101 on Ventura. No. There's um, one on Coenga. Yeah, Ventura near the 101 entrance near Coenga. That's Coenga, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, that one's, that one's oh, it's horrible. all nightmares. Not. It's, the one in North Hollywood's okay. Not, the still, one in Pasadena is a, is a dream. 
Really? Oh my god. Um, no, it's not in Pasadena. Yeah, it's in South Pasadena. It's um, um, it's off of uh, oh fuck, I don't know the area well enough. I just moved here. I mean, yeah, Pasadena's close. Anyway, I, I I'll take area. you to one where you don't even have to wait. All you, if you walk in, you wait in line for maybe maybe ten minutes at the most. And so, for people who don't know, the coolest thing I think about In and Out Burger is that the fact that they only serve hamburgers, cheeseburgers, or double cheeseburgers. That's it. And, well, and, and then the milkshakes and, and milkshakes. fries and stuff like that. But, but but that's it. No, like chicken burger, or like fish patty, or like McRib, or. Some bullshit where they're just like trying to sell you some low cost food. Burger. It's like you know every single person that's waiting in those like god awful lines are getting <laughs> the exact getting the same, same goddamn thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, or three of the same goddamn yeah, thing. N- the, number one is a hamburger. Number two is a cheeseburger. <laughs> number three, double cheeseburger. But then there's like a secret menu too. I know. What is it? Do you know by heart? Yeah. Well, I don't know all of all of it. But Name as many as you can. You can get like lettuce for the bun. Yeah, I think lettuce wraps. Animal style is the most popular one, obviously. Which, what is that? That's when there's like caramelized onions and like some special sauce, which I think is like Thousand Island. Oh, that's the one yeah. that I get every time. Then Animal I don't call it bomb. that though. Huh. And then there's like, I forget. You can get like a bun only. You can get you can get up to like a hundred. I think you used to be able to get up to like a hundred by hundred, so you can get like a hundred patties stacked up. But I think they like cut it out because some kid did it like one time what? actually. Wait a minute, is that is that for yeah, real? You can get like oh yeah, you can get as many patties with cheese. You can get like a ten oh, by ten if you want. That is ten too, patties oh and ten God. cheese. I know it's too much. You are asking actually, you know for your colon is? to explode. What <laughs> is a triple double? What is it's that? like three patties with two pieces of cheese. It's oh, okay. So good. But okay. it's like such a massive fucking I bet meal. it's a mess. Oh my god. It I could so just massive. just one patty is such a mouthful for me that I that's as much as I do. I've never even had any more than that. Really? Yeah, I can't fit it in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the triple double's good. It How do really, you fit that in your mouth? Around. You gotta like eat the top part, then the bottom part. Oh my like... god, just a mess. Just a... do you have to it wear really a bib is a for that? Mess. No, you just use the box. <laughs> <laughs> you like eat over the box. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. We'll have to go. I want to see you do that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It's, uh, I don't know how I, to picture it. The triple double <laughs> I save for occasions like after Burning Man or like if I'm like starving, you know? Like, I, yeah. try, I, I really don't go to In N Out Burger that much. Fuck that place. <laughs> Fuck their fries too. Like, I, I know really they're like, like made out of potatoes. Too. Like, they. I know that they're clean and all, but I don't really like their fries. I like. I do like, um, like In N Out Burgers though. For you. What are? I like fries that are bad for you. Like. Like McDonald's. Nope, I haven't had McDonald's in over eight e- eight years now. Wow, really? Yeah. Good for you. Well, then, what are the best fries? McDonald's <laughs> for sure. No, I miss McDonald's fries. What about Burger King? Burger King has some good fries too. Like they changed their recipe like back in the day, and then it was way better. It's like really good. Hmm. Wendy's are pretty good too. Any French fries are good. I fucking love French fries. I know, but they're all they, like they're so toxic for yeah, you. Yeah, they're cooked in oil and stuff. Yeah, um, but you know where on York Boulevard in Highland Park there is a place that has sweet potato fries, mm. and they ki- what? You don't like sweet potato? I don't like sweet potato. <gasps> oh, not my thing. Oh, they're so good they're for like you. Weird. <laughs> yeah, but sweet know. potato is so good for you, honey. Oh. Is it? It is. Pregnant women, um, sweet potato is just so nutrient rich compared to the white potatoes. Ew. Yeah, I have yeah, potatoes. but you don't like feta cheese either. You're missing out. Yeah, I don't like a lot of stuff. You are missing out. I mean, I actually do like a lot of stuff. Um, you know what I? I do like potatoes though. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course you do. I had potatoes like every day growing up. My dad was from Ireland. No, oh, that's right. Say so when I went to Ireland, I couldn't eat any of the food. It's all dairy and potatoes. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, oh my gosh. For God, first, I got so I, sick after that. Oh, when I no. went to Ireland, like, and I like, get there, I'm all jet lagged, and we go out in the morning and get this breakfast that came in a box, and it was like by far the best breakfast I've ever had in my entire life. And they have like this stuff called brown sauce. Mm. There's like no, there's no br- good breakfast sauce that mm-hmm. I ever grew up with. Like people, you put ketchup on their eggs and stuff. Yeah. But I never really liked any of the sauces for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Brown sauce 
is definitely what is it the breakfast sauce it's, i don't know it's like brown and it's a sauce mm. and it's like kinda, is it like that red squeezy like stuff that you brought back from budapest no, no, that's you like, know that red stuff you put on eggs. Yeah, that's like a weird paste, but that was that stuff's good too. Mm-hmm. But no, brown sauce is like it's almost like steak sauce and ketchup, like a one sauce, sort of. But it's got like this weird tang that goes like just perfect with, with like everything. sausage and eggs. And, mm. Oh, it's so good. Mm. Brown sauce, I would highly recommend that to anybody out there. Mm. For sure, to try. It it's like the missing breakfast sauce. But yeah, that, that was in Ireland. That was the that was one of the best breakfasts I've ever had. Awesome. Yeah. Had a good breakfast in Denver at the Denver Biscuit Company. What bomb. is it? What would you have? Um, Just a biscuit and bacon and eggs, but the bacon was, like, so good. Like, Ugh. it was, like, crispy, and it melted in your mouth. It was, like, the best of both. I don't know how they did it. Hmm. It was just, like, and they had this, like, strawberry rhubarb jam. Oh. <laughs> do you really rhubarb love rhubarb shit yeah. okay um i don't really I'll fuck up some rhubarb jam i um oh. i've never had rhubarb jam but i used to have rhubarb strawberry rhubarb pie yeah that's what it is yeah yeah but Same the rhubarb thing. doesn't taste like anything maybe it's much but it adds something to this maybe it's the strawberry i like strawberries okay <laughs> all right um wait w- w- you said something oh breakfast so yeah i just i don't do much for breakfast yeah. That sounds really heavy for me, yeah. Yeah, but you have a different metabolism. I usually you... go Chibani. Chibani? Yeah. What's that? Oh, Greek, yogurt? Yeah, Greek yogurt. Oh, right on. It is pretty good. I do chia seeds. That's my breakfast. Yeah, you talk about chia seeds a lot. I love chia seeds. <laughs> what, What? I mean, chia, I don't think I've seen them. Have I seen chia seeds? I don't know. I don't know, but I'll I'll um I'm like I'll let you try seeds. some. No, no, no. They're like little these But like just the inside. Little little seeds. And then they they gel out. So they're okay. a good gelling um Oh, yeah, you've made me I some made you chia seed pie. Yeah, pudding yeah, pie. Yeah, chia really seed pudding pie with the coconut milk. Yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, dude, that's a great breakfast. Yeah, that's But is anything good. chia seed for me. Nice. But you know and you know who says the same thing? <sighs> Ronda Rousey. Really? She will not train unless she has her chia bowl every morning. Well, she's not fighting until like 2017 now. Really? That's what she said. I mean, she said Why? she got injured or something. Or something happened. I don't know where she's oh, not fighting. Oh, isn't that interesting? Hey, you know, um, somebody put on a Facebook post the other week. Uh, Cyborg made weight. What does that mean? Who is she fighting next? I wonder. I haven't heard who she's fighting. Oh, next. I thought that it was getting red. Like she made weight. Like she's gonna yeah, she just fight Ronda. Beat the fuck out of some poor girl. Oh. I mean, in her uh, UFC debut. She's really? Just like a, dude, Cyborg's just like a. She's a scary, scary lady. But she's <laughs> like, is is she? Uh, I've heard people reference her in that she takes hormones. Is that why they call her Cyborg? No, I think that's her name, Chris Cyborg. No, oh, I thought okay, and, but, or not hormones, but, but um, she, she takes definitely looks like it. I mean, I'm, I don't know for but sure, I'm... but she definitely doesn't look like uh, she's just been you know eating lollipops <laughs> her whole life. Right, but what is it that you take? You take steroids. Does she take steroids? Prob. I mean, I don't know. I I have no idea, but most likely, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, like the most whole like likely. the whole like sporting events where steroids would benefit. Um, has I, I've heard it's just like a, it's just like a um intelligence test, like to to pass the drug tests that they give they you. They don't do a blood test. Well, now in the UFC, they do, like, random testing, like, super random. So people, like, I think are kind of cutting back off of it. Like, a lot of people got smaller all of a sudden. <laughs> hmm. And uh, because they're starting to do, like, these random drug tests where they show up at 6 a.m. on a random day hmm. and test and test people. So really? it's good, you know? But before that, it was just, like, an intelligence test. Like, they knew when they were coming. So oh, you could just okay. cycle off at a certain time. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, as long as you're paying attention, you can, you basically have to do it to compete, you know, mm-hmm. which is fucked wow. up, but yeah. Anyway, um, Chris, yeah, cause I've but, seen yeah, Chris Cyborg. She looks, dude. she's, I mean, she's a scary chick she looks <laughs> that like, looks like a dude. <laughs> she looks like a dude. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just like, she got genetics like that. But. Is she Brazilian? 
Yeah, I think so. Mm, okay, I don't know much about her. Yeah, she's uh, she looked good in that fight. She beat the fuck out mm. of that poor girl. Oh, bless the poor girl. I know she looked like she was gonna try so hard too, but then just. Oh. I mean, it's just like a different. Yeah, I'm um, I I'm curious to see what would happen with Ronda Rousey and her. But anyway, I love Ronda so. I think she'd get the fuck beaten out of her. Do you think? I do, unfortunately. Really? Oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe not. But like, is is Cyborg is an MMA fighter or is oh, she yeah. a boxer? No, she's an MMA. She just made her UFC debut. Uh, but what did she debut? Um, like, was she a boxer before and now she's an MMA no, fighter? No, she was like in, she was in some like different, because um, like there's the UFC as like a certain commission or basically a company, you know? Oh, okay. And, um, so she was, the cyborg was just fighting in other companies fights. Okay. Basically mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't know if they didn't let her in or because of that stuff. I think she did get caught using steroids or something. So maybe mm. that's why they didn't let her in. I don't know. I don't know the whole story, but now she's in the UFC. Got it. And so she's ready to fight. I wonder if she's going to fight, um, but yeah, she's like a weird weight. She's like a little bit heavier or something. Or she's huge. Yeah, because that's what they were sound, talking about. Um, she's natural, like 140, 145 or something like that. And Rhonda said she would only fight her if she makes one thirty five. And yeah, that seemed yeah. like something impossible because of her, her muscle mass alone. Yeah, she would have to like be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, so anyway, yeah. But who do you think? Um, were you gonna name the preacher's daughter? What's her name? Holly Holm. Yeah. I'd be interested in seeing either of them, uh, or what's her name? The other one, Misha beat, Tate. Yeah, Misha Tate and Cyborg. She's fighting at UFC 200. She's fighting Amanda Nunes or Nunes or something like that. I don't know Amanda Nunes. But UFC 200 is going to be fucking huge, and I had to curse before I said huge because uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, where is it? Vegas. When I is go. it? So when bad. is it? July 9th, I believe. Ah. And I mean, just that, I mean, that's the biggest card in history. It's like uh, every division's like best fighters are fighting. It's huh. ridiculous. Huh. Is that around Alton's um, celebration? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Cause that know, he didn't, he hasn't given me any specific plans of are you talking about a bachelor party. Yeah. Cause yeah, he mentioned the bachelor party. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to have one. Oh, but. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, yeah, that's, Alton, that's and the, the goddess to be his wife. That is the only time I've ever been to Vegas is with Alton Boogie Williams. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, I bet that was crazy. That was ridiculous. He somehow got us a party bus and went what? to a strip club and then left. Oh after my god! Like two minutes <laughs> for some reason, like he like ended up getting into a fight with the bouncer oh. and then we bounced out and then I don't remember the rest of the night, but it was insane. He's a crazy. But somehow got this like huge hotel room and we're up there partying with all these people and then like, that's awesome <laughs> it was insane wow alton has that magic he really does jesus like it, christ it, it was just insane hey like, speaking of that all these people it was crazy when does he perform out next um i don't know he just actually flew back to detroit oh. he's gonna go back spend some time with the fam and then come back he, but he might have shows out there that's where he does most of his comedy shows or really? most of his shows oh I'd love and to come in, out and see him here well and he's in Smoke Club too he's in that group that like rap group oh okay he, I don't like, know that he's, he does all the songs at the end of the podcast yeah like, I heard them recently they're pretty good dude he's badass he's got a lot of music he's really good it's cool to like one time we went to this rap battle here in LA. It was so <laughs> LA. It was such an LA place because like you go in and it's like all these fools who are like starving for attention or like starving for like you know that role or that like breakthrough, and they're all just like scared shitless. You can tell like it was cool to be like the one dude there that really wasn't trying to be a rapper, <laughs> like wasn't yeah. trying to like prove anything because I get to just watch and like kind of make fun of everybody to myself <laughs> uh, cool but Alton fucking killed it killed it yeah when, when he finally got the mic and like fought it off of the hundred other dudes that are all like <laughs> like fighting over each other to try and like oh it was like it was it was ridiculous it was a ridiculous show like people are just were you the only white boy there no no there was other white hipster dudes there for sure <laughs> Um, but like when he actually got the mic and like actually like 
rapped like he had the whole place doing like that Eminem eight mile thing. I like, was just oh! gonna reference that. Yeah, like, I swear, like, right like, on. it was crazy. Right like, on to hear how shitty everybody else was, and then like when he got on there and was actually freestyling and like killing it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he like dropped some like stuff he wrote too, like but and like dude just had the like he's definitely like a crowd. Um, like he knows how to like work a crowd yeah. and like work a stage. Definitely does. And like get a crowd pumped up just by being himself. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's got multiple personalities going at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and he's he can definitely like, you know, control that on stage. Like when absolutely, he, when, and he. But most importantly, I've noticed about him is his timing. Yeah, and even like just chilling like with friends, like he'll like be on stage basically exactly you know like he'll be like running the conversation just like it's funny it's funny to watch yeah <laughs> hilarious, dude just him storytelling and... yeah that's an art for sure yeah for sure have you met his his fiance no i haven't been back to the d at all uh-huh I haven't met, i'm uh, curious to know what kind of woman his, compliments him i want to um i gotta meet his little daughter his little daughter <gasps> oh he's cute. got a daughter oh yeah, bless. she's okay. so cool Layla, shout out to Layla. Does Layla <laughs> rap already? Oh, I'm sure. I, don't I know. bet you. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. That's awesome. Wow. Well, what a nice, well-rounded conversation we've just had, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All absolutely. the way around. So I uh, talked about the darkroom experience. Um, a little, we even threw a little Burning Man in there. Yeah, but we threw some MMA and M- some yeah, that's friendly right. reference. Like it's awesome. <laughs> Where else can we take it? Where so else how about the physics? We haven't talked about particle physics nearly enough. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so allegedly Not quite sure where you're taking this, Walter. more around magnetism than gravity. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, jeez. No, <laughs> no, I'm just referencing. Now you're making me have to go to the Dr. bathroom. Jamal. <laughs> Dr. Jamal was cool. Dr. Jamal was cool. Yeah. Hey, I mean, but you know who I want to give a shout out to? Him more. Who do you no, you know who um, it would be interesting after you look at all the information I sent you about Dan Winter and um, the. Uh, uh, Oh, the uh, Kesha Free Energy or Keshi? Oh no, Keshi. Yeah, the Keshi Dude, Institute. No, the it's all plasma, um, plasma energy. Yeah. Um, but Dan Winter has a page, Pi. Oh, I, you have to reference it, and then we'll have another conversation about it. Cool. Yeah. What but, is, what, so, what is it along the lines of? <laughs> it's well, it's along the lines of plasma energy, which is so dense. I don't know how to explain it, but um, it's using the plasma of free energy. No, I'm not. I've already it's got it wrong. The fusion stuff that Dr. Jamal's trying to make—it's plasma fusion energy. It's the first. Yeah. It, it's the fusion. Okay, so there's this institute, Keshi Institute. This gentleman, uh, Keshi, yeah, which you, is you Iranian. Check out online. It's I would highly recommend that because I checked it out for a minute. Yeah, and that stuff all looks great. Like I don't understand most of it, but it seems like it's pretty cool stuff. Like that he's just trying to make free energy, like. Bring it to, he's br- trying to bring free energy to the collective. And he, te- so that, and he like teaches you how to make all this weird stuff too. Like. Yeah, he teaches you how to make your own energy. Uh, oh God, this is Something. where it gets, yeah, energy manifester. I'll just call it a box that manifests it. Yeah, like But it's box. like taking free energy, which is plasma. Uh, yeah, this and I can't, and I'm just getting into a hiccup now. But so what is it? It's like keshifreeenergy.com. No, it's just Keshi, Keshi Insta- Free Energy. K e s h e. K e s h e Free Energy. Um, but I would just Google that because there is multiple. Um, well, or Keshi Institute because there's multiple Keshi Institutes around the world, which is what Dan Winter. If you go into, I should we should have referenced this website because he has a free energy tool that's a healing tool. And the way that he explains it is, well, one thing that he says, I, I don't know how he explains it. I, this is why we're going into that gray area again. But he's invented um, a healing tool that's based on ancient Egyptian designs hmm. and has a website all about it. And he says that he's helping uh, the Keshe Institute to bring the free energy to the collective, and they're doing it all by the patents and by like a way that you can't deny it. They're doing it all legally yeah. and um, securely and working with the government. Well, that's what Dr. Sharir said that uh, was the toughest part was not only having like the money to get a patent and like 
Also, ha- waiting patents take years. Well, he, so he, what he was saying is, once you apply for it, then you could start work. Like you could start your, to run your experiments because you have like one year of being like having it protected, mm. like while it's being while it's pending, I guess. Yeah. And so, like, all, so he said that's not even the toughest part. Like getting the patent, the toughest part is like having the political wherewithal and like you know being able to like minute like run these experiments and like get the information out like i don't i don't know exactly what is the toughest part but it's like it's like having the trying to find out where to do it and like how to do it and like so that it doesn't just get bought up or like Mm. you know just lost or you know or stolen yeah exactly yeah you know like oh i see so you have like um a tent like a, a you know protection tent for a year for a year or something got it like that once you file for the patent interesting because my dad was a electric uh civil engineer and he had many patents on his designs but he said they took up to six years to get hmm. so it just depends on what field but um but uh Dan Winter works closely with a lot of, I don't even know how to describe him. He's like a physicist who will describe what one being or like spiritual people call ascension. He would call DNA implosion. So he's got some really interesting views and they're all based on scientific facts and everything is documented and he's very logistical and almost um, like, uh, uh, I don't even know what to say. Very st- straightforward with his information, and, and it's not like um, new agey, you know, just talking about ambiguous. The, the Keshi, the Keshi seemed a little new agey, but it seemed new agey with a very specific like <laughs> direction yeah. for that new agey stuff. But like, I don't know. It seemed out there. <laughs> it's very out there, and that's why it's interesting to hear Dan Winter talk about all of this stuff because it's so out there but he talks about it in a way that it's it's like the science he's he just talks away about it in a way in the scientific way that makes it easy to digest hmm. so but anyway i encourage you because then we'll, let's have another conversation about that that will be another holographic a conversation cast all together all together <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Nice. All right. Well, how so, much? How how much? How much time have we? I don't know. I can't. Uh, I don't oh, know how to use it. this fucking thing. Uh, no. I just You're hit st- buttons and hope it all <laughs> falls <laughs> online. I don't know. You're still in the elementary stages. Yeah, a little bit. It took awesome. me. It was funny. It took me like half. Okay. An hour well, to it get... had to be. It has to be at least an hour because remember, the last time we time checked, it was twelve forty-eight. Oh really? Yep. And now it's one forty-five. No. Well. I think didn't we time check before the podcast started? So it's probably like just under an hour right now. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. Seems like so much. That's a good. That's a good amount of time. I don't know. We can we can wrap it up or we can keep on going. It's all gravy. <laughs> all gravy. Yeah. Okay, well, how about we um make what? a transition? Um, a transition. Yeah, like. Like, can we like stop and have a bathroom break or a smoke break? And then well, I, th- I think this is a good first one. I think we should probably, Just you know, it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was you know? well rounded. I think so. Yeah, like you were saying, like I'm, I mean, but it was everything mostly from... serious. Your podcasts are usually funny and silly and include lots of swear words. Well, they we usually didn't really do that in did the we? caddy. Like in during the hey. John Holly episode, I had a caddy walk by with his pants down. Oh really? And so there was there's it's a little bit different of an environment. Fascinating. To, uh, yeah, it really was. Oh, but I bet you I know what point that was. All. You were like, oh god, <laughs> I don't can't unsee that. I I think yeah. I remember you saying that, and I was like, what is he talking about? So thank you for telling me that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Aww, I'm sorry stuff. I missed that one. Yeah, I'm gonna get that fool on the podcast. But you know what? I want to do Hopefully another with podcast. His pants on. But I want to do another podcast. No, I'd like to see his pants down. <laughs> I I want to do another podcast at the caddy. It would make it interesting. It would make it, it very interesting for me, especially Bring you if to that the would be. Yeah, you can handle it. I think so. Yeah, it's if pretty that, rough down there. <laughs> yeah, but I'd love to have a taste. Bunch of hooligans. <laughs> I'd love to have a taste. I'm kind of thinking I want to set one up during a poker game. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny. Oh, that would be those great. Those guys get rowdy. I bet they do. But I you wouldn't. mean just record and don't tell them. I don't think that would be 
hard. I don't think I would be able to do that. Really? Yeah, I think it would be tough because the microphones would be in the way of the cards oh. and people would be, <laughs> you know, spilling beers on my No, I know. And... What was I thinking? Look at me holding this big, huge yeah. thing. Yeah, this sweet little setup. It's nice and portable. <coughs> totally. Hey, it's effective and efficient, dude. Hey, I recorded one of them in a goddamn Burger King. I know. But you know what? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it worked. It wasn't I mean, the best you could audio hear, quality. You could hear the people in the background, but it yeah. worked. It totally worked. All right. Well. Well, yeah. Thank so, you so much for giving me the time to share all of my stuff. Yeah, it's definitely my pleasure um, to have you on. <laughs> you, I've been dying to get you on the podcast. I know uh, you've been asking me for so a long time. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming over. And, uh, so why don't you plug all your stuff again too, like just so that people can find you online and people can check out your stuff and I'll hopefully support you. <laughs> support because, me on my uh, journey. Yeah, because it's really cool stuff and it's really like mm. uh, it's inspiring to see somebody seeing their vision and then creating a life around that vision mm. you know rather than just like falling in line and right and doing their own thing making their own path yeah it's fucking awesome thank you, you know? so much for acknowledging inspiring. that mm. yeah and so uh and I, I know a lot of people out there in the world like to support people like you you know yay like to support cool things like that and especially when they can also receive cool things by supporting you like all your gear that you have so. yeah and my book so, so i have art my of zan. art of zan art of zan a-r-t-o-f-x-a-n um dot com uh art of zan at gmail is my gmail um also uh my book is alternation and i co-authored that with shannon oakey um, like you can find that on Amazon. You can find it on the internet everywhere. Um, it's published by Northlight Books, the top craft publishing company in the United States, I'm proud to say. And there's great graphics in that book. I'm very proud of those two. Um, uh, and then on Facebook is Xanadu Designs uh, on Facebook, as well as Alexandra Underhill, um, my own homepage. And then Instagram, Xanadu.designs is my Instagram. So come follow me. And you also do voiceover work. Oh, I do. And guess. Higher golfing podcast. Yeah, I'm the voice. I'm <laughs> yeah, the, you have a whole <laughs> reel too, don't you? I'm the invitational voice to golfing. Well, higher you have golfing. like a whole like I do. I have a voice reel and I'm an, a, an actress, SAG actress. Um, and I'm a singer and yeah. So if you like that beautiful, sultry voice, then, mm, then you get know it. up at yeah. Art of the Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah, it was definitely a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank and, um, you, Walter. Yeah, my pleasure, like I said. And, uh, yeah, I'll probably leave you with a song, I think, from, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see. It'll be a mystery. Because I got a couple in the kicker that might I might kick out there. You so. can finish with my song. With yours? You have a song? Yeah, but, I mean, I can give you, yeah. Are you just going to sing one right now? Ready? No, I'm not going to sing one right now. <laughs> no, no, no. You can leave it with my song, my, my Frank Sinatra cover. Oh, sick. And you have, like, all the rights to that? I'm not going to get, like, sued by Frank Sinatra's... No. I don't believe so. Granddaughter or whatever? No. All you right, can cool. take it off the YouTube video. It's just the end. Oh. oh, okay, cool. Or you can, yeah. Right on. Or, so or it could be something that. else. Or it might be something from Alton Boogie Williams. It might be something from this dude, Scott, that I work with. He's, like, got his own band. Or it might be all three. It could be maybe all three played at once. Maybe. No, not played at once. <laughs> He'd do a super mix. Maybe, yeah, maybe. You know, maybe I'll, like, maybe it'll be one of my songs. Who knows? <gasps> Who knows? Yeah, you know. Maybe it'll be me singing over one of your songs. Maybe it'll be me singing over one of your songs. Oh, ouch. Oh, Maybe. Maybe it'll be Frank's. No, probably not going to be Frank Sinatra. Probably not going to be Frank Sinatra. No. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Until right. next time. Until next time. <laughs> thank you, Alexandra. Hi, you're golfing. <laughs> Late. Please be sure your seats are upright, your tray tables are secure, and your buckles are fastened. So kick back, strap on in, and enjoy the ride, y'all. <laughs>
close your eyes.